Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 310. Today is Tuesday, September 26, 2023. Uh, very excited about today's episode. Very excited. So um, I think you guys are going to love it. Looking at the notes, talking backstage. Uh, so guys, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast over there on Spotify. That'll really help us out. Of course, if you're listening on the app, give us an honest review. You guys have been delivering. You've been showing up, giving the, giving the, uh, the old honest reviews, which have been super generous, super kind. And we love you guys. Anytime I get to meet or talk to anybody that watches or listens to this show, I just, it, it's awesome. It's, it's such a blessing because it's one thing to, to execute something like this, to embark on an endeavor like this, but then to actually have people watch and listen, you, you, you kind of need that. Uh, so I, guys, I'm so appreciative of you guys. We love you guys. Um, and you guys are super encouraging, all that good stuff. So also uh, rate us if you guys are listening on any other podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So, all right, uh, we're going to jump in head first because we got a lot of amazing stuff to talk about today. My guest today, he's been on the show once before. He's co-directing, writing, producing a film called Dream. Um, if you need more backstory on that, um, you can go. We talk a lot about it in our first interview uh, from back in July. So you guys can check that out. Um, but without any further ado, you guys, let's give it up for my guest today, Ben Pauling. Ben Pauling, what up, man? Right on, man. Great to be here with you guys. Yeah. Good to Welcome. see you, Jeff. Welcome back. Did I get that right? You're also producing Dream, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, that? yeah, yeah. I would. You, you, you could, you could say that as well. Yeah, yeah I'm def- definitely doing the work of a producer on yeah. it. Yeah, a producer of sorts yeah. as well. Yes, yes, yes. yes certainly, it's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of uh, behind the scenes work, in front of the camera work, and it's yeah. uh, a lot of spiritual work. You know, absolutely. So why don't you give just a quick rundown for those yeah. who just so that they kind of are able to track with what we're talking about throughout the duration why don't you just tell people what dream is about really quick yeah so dream is this film that we've been working on for a while now and uh the the, the crux of the story surrounds child trafficking in america and uh, this is a story that was birthed from a dream you could see it a lot of our, from our first conversation about how that dream kind of came to yeah came to fruition and um, has built into this, this story that has a lot of, you know, viewership. Now, actually, since we released that trailer, I think that we released it in July, almost 7 million people, actually over 7 million people have seen it now. Bro. And um, <laughs> that was just the conceptual, you know, trailer that we, we made for this film that's really kind of caught a lot of people's attention. And just the timing, obviously, of Sound of Freedom coming out, I think. God's really put his hand over this issue and it, 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 the voice for it's starting to become more and more, um, not as taboo to talk about, you know? So, well, um, yeah, man. And, and illumination and I were talking, um, before the show, before you came in about, about sound of freedom and how, you know, there's a famous Rolling Stone article guy was really talking smack about sound of freedom and very clearly had an ax to grind with the fact that, it was conservatives that distributed the movie. And there were a lot of conservatives involved in making the movie as well, but um, movie is well done, you know? And I think that more and more people are starting, since our interview, I've been seeing a lot more mainstream attention for the movie, not negative. Um, and so uh, yeah. I think that that film has and is going to continue to open doors, like you were saying, um, this is a conversation that's going to become a lot more commonplace. There are a lot of children missing different avenues. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that was something Illumination and I were talking about as well. There's there's a lot of kids missing. Just weird things happen. All of a sudden, a bunch of kids disappear. Um, yeah. So this is a this is a big issue. This is a really big issue. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you, we could we could you know go on for hours about you know all the inner workings of how it's being suppressed and now you know obviously the whole thing came to really touch my heart um, from this dream. And then from that dream, I started doing the research. I started seeing all the articles um, of children getting rescued and trailers and in homes and uh, 
these different areas throughout the United States, and it just brought to mind how come this wasn't getting, you know, front page news. And um, I really started to, to just question what we see in media, what we see as being, uh, you know, talked about. And through just the process of even, you know, coming on these different shows with different people um, for this film, I see um, there's always an agenda whenever something is chosen to be, you know, brought in as news. And so there's a, you know, there's a, a focus that they gravitate towards that's part of whoever's running the, you know, the, production company of this news company's agenda essentially and if if what's going on fits in with what they want to share then it'll get you know on the news and if it doesn't fit in with their narrative and their their uh you know political agenda then it's not even if it is you know a huge deal when you when you got 139 kids rescued in this particular rescue that took place you know yeah um and so you know uh diving into that i started to see more and more this is just this just the skim off of the surface, a drop in the ocean compared to what's really going on. I'm like, wow, this is just crazy. And all of these people that are officials and they are working on these operations and actually doing the work and have worked within our government, work within these special operations within military, no one in that sphere questions at all the validity and the reality of this going on. Right. And it's just pretty much these, these what's become, you know, not journalism, but activism of people coming up against it and pretty much preaching a different reality, which is just not the truth, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's the world. And, um, this evil's always taken place. And, you know, uh, that's just something that we aren't faced with every day, you know, but this evil and this, you know, it's the same evil that would go to the length of killing all the children when Jesus was born, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's always been there. It's always yeah. been there. Yep. That's a great point. Well, you, um, I don't know what order we want to go in, but first on the list, uh, first on the list, we have a rescue testimony. Yes. I'm going to let you just tell it all because I don't know a ton. Yeah. So, Uh, um, you know, about, I think it was January. I think I talked a little bit last time I was on here about how I kind of launched into this fast and I was, uh, really seeking the Lord on, um, really just concentrating myself and in, in, in pressing in for vision and focus and direction and uh, uh, words. And so I was spoken to a lot of the first week of this year from the first to the seventh. And during right around that time, I had seen this testimony um, from a man whose ministry is out of Texas named Troy Brewer, and they rescue kids. And I would heard about this as his ministry out of Texas, right along the border, a lot of rescues that they've been a part of. And he was sharing a story of a young girl that they had rescued that was mute um, in uh, Colombia and Bogota. And she was so traumatized from everything she had been through that she actually uh, wouldn't speak. And she had been uh, with them for, I think, close to maybe two or three months. And yet no one had heard her say anything. She was just pretty much lifelessly looking. And he had yet to meet her. He had seen a picture of her because he, you know, they have 18 rescue centers. So this is just one of them. But, but for some reason, this this girl... Um, came in his dream, and he had a dream that he went up to her, and it was a miracle he had missed out on. And it was like he was seeing himself once he got to heaven and miracles he had missed out on while he was on earth. So he was seeing the future in the present, but it, yet, it hadn't happened yet, so yeah. it was a past in his dream. And so he, he immediately woke up. He was on his anniversary, and in that dream he had, he had met her. She had hugged him as if she was his father. He was her father, and um, immediately he said, it's okay for you to start speaking now. And immediately she just opened up and started speaking and was, was totally delivered from the trauma she'd been through. And uh, he wakes up from this dream compelled, leaves his anniversary trip, I think they were in the Florida Keys, flies over to Columbia just to see if it was going to happen, if it was going to actually take place. And it ended up taking place just like the dream. And so I had seen this. I had brought our team around. I said, guys, you got to watch this. This is a dream. It has to do with child trafficking. And I really felt a connection to Troy for some reason. And it was definitely from the Lord. And so actually through the process of us kind of um, fast forward to around July, uh, probably not too long after we spoke, um, we got connected up with Troy. 
and somehow my brother got in contact with him right as this same little girl who was like the poster child of of healing and of just their organization and they've rescued over 10,000 kids and she was kind of the the one at this point in time that was really just a powerful testimony mm-hmm. and um she was retrafficked it was uh it was uh, the mother of this young girl, nine-year-old girl that um, was a prostitute and came in with two cartel guys into the rescue center. They ripped her. She was, you know, freaking out and, and trying to stop them from taking her. Two of the missionaries that were running the place with them ran out and said, stop, don't take her. And as soon as they did that, the cartel guys came and just shot them and took them Dude. out. And they took the girl and they had, you know, they sent us pictures of the scene and it was just, oh my was, gosh. But we we had come in contact with Troy right at the same time that this was taking place, right when he was very, um, you know, concerned, and they were all pretty much, you know, really distraught from what 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 was yeah, left with, absolutely. and trying to figure out a way to figure out where she was at, to figure out you know how to find her and you know try to re- rescue her back. And uh, my brother Sam, who was actually co-directing you know this film with me, he he somehow got he said let me see if i can help you find her and so he he actually got in touch with some of tim tebow's um special ops guys that go in and they've been doing this because troy's ministries just missionaries they don't have any um like uh you know like special ops security or military personnel and they've just been doing it just as jesus freaks just going out there and rescuing kids for 28 years and so uh we got to be a part of kind of this war room, you know, figuring out how they were going to get back to her. And these guys, they have, you know, Mission Impossible, like, ways of tracking things down. And yeah. I'm not sure of the logistics of how uh, they ended up finding her location, but they were able to find out she was already sold three times. Uh, to, uh, and, and at first, they, they, they didn't think they could do anything with her because she was so... She went kind of back into just not, like, responding... And so, thankfully, she wasn't um, used in the way that we, you know, would hope. She wasn't. It was, it was labor, and then they couldn't do anything with her. And it ended up being that she was re-rescued on her 10th birthday. And it wasn't even from the special ops guys. It was from someone from Troy's team that um, they, well, they, we, we helped kind of figure out where she was at. And then they just decided to host. She said, I have an idea. I feel like guys tell me what we do is because it's her 10th birthday. We'll host a birthday party. And we'll, now that we know where those guys are at, we'll invite them and their kids to come for ice cream and cake at this birthday party. And when they're here, if they bring her, then we'll just see what it takes just to get her back. We'll just pay for it. Because at this point, they weren't even doing anything with her anymore because they just thought she was useless. Hmm. Um, and so it just ended up being, you know, they, they, he got this photo, which I think you guys have. Yeah, I'm going to go and show it on the screen. And, um, it's blurred the out. Only, but The only... Yeah, and the only thing that he, he got was that photo and just, we got her, you know. And so this this is a powerful testimony, and I'll tell you why on top of this whole thing, which is when I had heard this story about this young girl, um, and I had seen the testimony about roughly 10 months ago, I think, uh-huh. I actually went back into our script, and I felt compelled to write a character inspired partially based off of this this young this young girl at the yeah. end of our film. Wow. And it's a it's the pivotal part where you really see God's hand and directly you know Jesus in the story, and um, was just an amazing amazing full circle testimony. I mean, as soon as I knew that it was this girl. And we had come in contact right when this happened. I, I had no question that they were going to re-rescue her and find her because I just knew God's hand was over it no matter mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, you know? Well, and especially and, um, even the fact that she wasn't used... Yeah, yeah. You know, in a... a, a war, she wasn't used in a worse way than just yeah. labor. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, that was just one just really, really powerful... Uh, I mean, we haven't even made the film yet, you know, and um, I'm sure you can have plenty more stories like this, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that was just really powerful. And I just we just we just thank God for his goodness, for just the the mighty way you move uh, miracles, you move mountains, Lord, and you just do the miraculous, you do the impossible. Mm -hmm. And so that's just a testament. I mean, whenever God does something like that, you know, we're just going to continue praising from the rooftops from. Yeah, because they were really this was not something that that was 
they were thinking, you know, they out of all the 28 years he's been doing this, over 10,000 children they've rescued. They raised the kids as well. They've never once had a kid they've rescued get re-trafficked. Yeah. After I, being rescued. You know? But I just think the cost of it too, you know, of like, yeah. you know, some of the workers yeah. trying to, to stop it and losing yeah. their lives as a result. They both lost their yeah. lives, correct? Or, yeah. Two, yeah. They, 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 uh, you know, they, they gave it all for Jesus, man. Yeah, and oh, um, sure. that, that is the reality. That is the, the war that's taking place. You know, um, it just become also just very real for us realizing, okay, this is, this is, this is real. This is, this is not, you know, our, our culture, our, our Christian culture in America is, is, is so kept from the realities that are going yeah. on we're, throughout we're the world. We're a little padded from a we're lot of very padded from, yeah. from, from these realities taking place in the world. I mean, if you look back in Jesus's day, even, right. I mean, like he was crucified, but this, this was happening all the time back then. They were getting yeah. crucified. Crucifixions were a common thing. It wasn't like yeah. something. And so we see things on our phones. We see things from this distance here in America. But really what's going on in these other nations is people are living these, these, these nightmares. And they realize how real, you know, when it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, us as Americans, we almost just take that metaphorically. We don't take that literally all the yeah. time, you know, yeah. until until we get our, you know, ourselves in these situations, these trials that, you know, all the disciples went through. They were all martyred except for one, obviously, but even that one they tried to martyr. Yeah, they definitely and, tried. Um, and just this reality of, of, of the spiritual, the spiritual war, the physical war that we're in is something that is lost on our culture and it's lost in America. It's so it is padded, you know. And so even with the film, it's like if people realize, because like, you know, I think I talked about this before, Sound of Freedom, people can think it's far away. It's in that third world country. When it comes to this issue, it actually is taking place um, right here. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. very, very, very uh, hidden. It's very, uh, you know, obviously suppressed because we don't want to talk about these actual things that are taking place right here. We'd rather talk about some war that's going on in a different country or, you know, these issues that aren't as, as um, pressing. But, you know, what I really feel like God's heart is, is bringing me to focus on, especially in the process of doing this, and it just continually happens. Anytime I get um, sort of, you know, numb or uh, kind of not as sensitive to the spirit of the war that we're in, um, if you're not aware of that, if you're not constantly, you know, pressing in, I'm not saying you need to be living in, you know, like, like anxiety or fear towards it. But when you, you know, realize what your battle is, what your war is, you will be infused with his spirit and purpose through that. And so, like, for instance, you know, it says, it says that, you know, you know, our war is not against flesh and blood, it's against these spiritual principalities mm -hmm. and yep. forces. And, and so when you understand that reality, like for me, I, you know, I had an encounter last night, actually, even in, in, at, in, in my sleep. Okay. You know? And right. it was, you know, I, I, you know, throughout this process of, of this subject and just, um, I, you know, a lot of, you know, the dream was happened at night when I had that dream. And although it was definitely from the Lord, it had the, you know, this, this very serious tone to it. And the enemy obviously also likes to come in the night and, and, and do his work at night, especially during this time we're right around right now during Halloween. I mean, that's just yeah. you know, the demonic activities at a, at a peak right now when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, you know, like for instance, last night, you know, I was getting that sense, you know, of like, you know, you really want to be armored. You really want to be prepared. You really want to not be numb or complacent to the war that we're in. And you want to be not only aware of it, but taking authority over, over these things and over, you know, over these demonic entities that really do want to kill, kill and destroy. And it's not just metaphorical, you know? And so, you know, I wake up from these encounters, though, always infused and more stirred up in my faith, you know, mm -hmm. and anytime the enemy does rear up his head, it just it, it causes me personally just to press in even deeper, to press in, to be more aware, to be more on guard, to be more on fire. Um, 
And that's really, if you, if you, if you get what comes, you know, like for, when Jesus went into the wilderness, he wasn't looking for that attack, you know, from the enemy, you know. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Um, that's not like why he was sent into the wilderness. If you, if you, if you, you know, think about why he went out there, it's, it's like he's going out there to be refined, right? To be mm-hmm. prepared for the mission. And it just so happens that God allowed the enemy to come in. The and, enemy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Satan. You know? Yeah. You know? And so it's like, we're not going to be shielded from the attacks as a believer. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, think Jesus, Jesus self. Yeah. If Jesus you know, did. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, but that was, you know, he comes out in, 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 you know, spirit and power, you know, infused, filled with power. And so that is the preparation so many times is right before you're going to do something amazing, you're going to be tested, you're going to be going through these things. And they prepare you for the, the, the authority and the anointing and the calling God's going to have you walk in. So that's kind of the season that's kind of been, uh, you know, in these last months. And so the test really is to, is if things aren't, you know, really testing you in the way that it might be a, a force of, of the enemy, like rearing up his head, like, like it was for Jesus. A lot of times in our culture, it's not as much always like that, especially for believers. Sometimes it's the opposite. It's, the mundane it's the complacent it's the it's the being lulled to sleep that that's really where the enemy does his best work i feel is when he can just put you to sleep and you're not you're not looking for anything in particular demonic nothing's going wrong yeah but you're out of you're out of you're out of action you're out of you know being on fire for god yeah and for me, whenever I, I get those those moments or those things, I, I I always man, I just pray. I say, God, you know, just just stir up that fire in me again. Stir yeah. up that 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 mission, that call, that that desire to to press up. Because if I'm not seeing it, that doesn't mean it's not going on. You know, just because I'm not seeing child trafficking, I'm not sensing it. I'm having a great doesn't mean that this reality isn't taking place. You know. And so if I'm not like on my guard and I'm not aware of his schemes and I'm not sober and alert, you know, cause he's, if I'm not, I'm, if I'm not feeling like he's prowling around, like in a roaring lion, then I'm not spiritually aware. And I find that people, you know, unbelievers, especially, especially around this time of year too, there's so many people that are just so like normalized with the demonic and the, mm-hmm. and the, uh, it's like, they don't even realize what they're doing. You know, and they're celebrating, you know, ghosts and witches and mm-hmm. and they have no idea what they're summoning up and what they're doing and they have no idea the the uh, spiritual reality taking place. Yeah. Well and I would um, even say, Ben, to that, even if it's like someone's not becoming demonized, Christian's not yeah. becoming demonized, yeah. I, I do think that a lot of these things that we're like, oh come on, don't be yeah. ridiculous. Right. Are a lot of those same people are the ones that are spiritually asleep yeah and they're the ones that and i said if if even at the least the very least you know i would i would argue that people are being lulled to sleep by some of the stuff they're entertaining even if they're not like becoming demonized as a result of inviting things in and right but it is this thing that's like then there's a lot of this in a lot of shows and movies right now is this stuff that just like it just kind of makes you sleepy. And I know this yeah. from personal experience, guys, yeah. uh, just my own experience. Yeah, it's nothing to condemn anyone. It's just we, we realize, you know, why we're here, you know, um, and the purpose that and the, and the opportunity and the gift that we have to move forward and, and to take place and to be the honor to, to, to you know, co-labor with Christ and to mm-hmm. do be his hands and feet on this earth. Um, it's just it, it's it's opportunity missed out on it's it's not condemning for us but it's it's those, that child not being rescued or it's that person not coming to faith and not coming to have you know christ it's all these things that maybe aren't directly affecting our salvation you know because we've accepted christ but it's effect it's 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 there's ch- chances and, and and opportunities that we won't be awake to if we're not continually presenting ourselves before him and being aware and looking for the you know you know 
really redeeming the time, you know, re- redeeming um, yeah. the day that in this in this evil day we're living in. But mm-hmm. I find that that um, when it comes to like these these you know like like these especially this time of year like you know Halloween time, um, but throughout the year, I mean, when you look at people. I look at people, and I love that scripture whenever someone says they don't believe in Christ, um, you know, because the reality is if you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. Yeah. And something that God was just, uh, you know, my, my time today with him, I was just, just fully focusing in on the Lord, and I just got the, 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 the word, the reality that he's so marvelously, encompassingly, like, you know, confoundingly God. And so just like wide and expansive that with our, you know, we see in part, we know in part, we're, we're so limited. If we're not giving ourselves fully to him, we can't even grasp a glimpse of an understanding of who he is, yeah. you know? And so it takes us giving all of our, you know, if I were to focus in and I have bad eyesight and I'm trying to read, you know, a print on the screen, I got to focus in with all of my focus if I have bad eyesight to be able to focus on that thing. That's now good. imagine having to focus, trying to get an understanding of, of the creator of the universe, you know, it's going to take everything you are and, and anything that, that would distract from that, you're not going to glimpse um, him for who he is and the reality of who he is. And you might end up having a belief in God, but it's not seeing him rightly as he is and, mm. and truly for who he is. And that's why you have all these people saying, oh, well, if God was good, and it's just like, if you're not, if you're so distracted, if you're so um, lulled to sleep, you're so, you know, this or that, and you're throwing these things on yourself, watching these shows, doing these things, feeding the flesh, not denying the flesh, you're not going to be able to see him clearly. So if you already started with the, you know, the idea that you don't believe in him, well, yeah, of course. You know, you're not going to come to that moment or that that realization unless you're unless, you know, it does take place where, you know, like you got Paul, right? You know, he turns Saul turns into Paul where it's just, you know, boom, you know, and obviously that is not something that takes place every day. But if we as even believers want to walk in an understanding of what he's saying, hearing what he what what hearing what he's saying knowing what his will is for our life, we have to take that time. We've got to hit the brakes and mm-hmm. wait on the Lord, and we've got to really examine our lives for areas where we're distracted, yeah. where there's other um, affections and other um, focuses that are they're taking away from our ability to accurately hear him and know yeah. what he wants us to do with our life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's not immediate. Sometimes we need to position ourselves in that place to where we're 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 re- we're prepared and we're ready for when he speaks to us, you know. Yeah, that's um, good. That's really good. Yeah, uh, and so Ben, I have a question. No. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you mentioned you know having an encounter last yeah. night with the Lord, yeah. Yeah. and these encounters are rejuvenating. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to word this. So, are you always fired? Obviously, you have a big heart for, uh, you know, anti. Yeah. trafficking um and and bringing an end to this you know aiding and rescues all that kind of stuff um are you always fired up or is it something that that you know there have been moments where because obviously your brother cares about this too mm-hmm. samuel yeah. who's co-directing yeah. the film with you uh who was supposed to be on today we prayed yeah. for him because he wasn't yeah. feeling well um but yeah i um are you always fired up? What has that process been like of walking this out? Because, and the reason why yeah. I ask is because I think I know the answer, uh, but I think as a society, especially in the West, we have a, a tendency to kind of treat issues as the flavor of the week where we care about it. It's like, it's the most serious thing in the world. And then the next thing comes along and then we're like, mm-hmm. now this is yeah. the most serious right. thing in the world. I'm like, yeah, right. but that thing that you were like, you were ready to go like, like, do or die over like, and you like said some hurtful things to people because you made such an intense statement. Now you don't care. Like, and so I, we have a tendency to do that, especially because of social media, we're so inundated with information. Um, So yeah, I would just love to hear your thoughts on how it's been walking this out. Even currently, obviously you had a fresh, you know, fresh encounter last night. So it's it's something you're still walking through. Yeah. I mean, it's an everyday thing. Um, I'd say first and foremost, I didn't have a heart for 
I mean, obviously, I have a heart when you present it before me with the child trafficking. I didn't have sure. a, a a mission that I felt for for child trafficking. Yeah, it was nowhere near to, this level before. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I didn't really feel that mark until I had that dream, and so. But my heart's always been for the lost, always been for the Lord. It's always been for for the you know the downtrodden, and you know that is really, you know, I'll put it to this, you know. Pr- during working on this this project, I've had other opportunities to work on projects with bigger name producers and really focus in and, and develop these these films that are about these other things. And even in this, like last week, um, you know, I was talking with a you know, very big, you know, the company that did like they're in association now working on projects with the company that did Top Gun Maverick, you know. And so, but every single time, you know, and then I you know started thinking maybe I'll I'll go work on. On, on that project, you know, and start kind of, you know, sewing away at that. And maybe, you know, that'll be, but every single time it's just like God just pulling me right back in. It's like, no, like, like, even if, you know, there's an interim time where you have time, I just have felt compelled just to, to keep my focus and to keep pressing in, keep praying for this particular, you know, project in this mission. And it's, it's really been like, just like out of obedience to the Lord, you know, and so I feel like just like with everything, we don't always feel the desire to want to go step out in faith and go witness to that person. You know what I mean? We don't always have those the, the, the fire feeling. I don't, I don't always feel holy or, you know, like, right. you know, and we don't live by feelings, you know? Yeah. And so, if you did um, feel holy all the time, I'd be like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, and so it's it's just, it's not about living my feelings. It's about yeah. that's why it is so important to to wait on the Lord and take those times and to really turn your ear towards Him and yeah. take that time in secret because before you know it, you are lulled to sleep or you are you know the flesh is not something that can be trained. You know, um, it'll yeah, always re- it'll it needs it. to die and yeah. it has to die because it'll never learn you know no. it is opposed to the you know the carnal nature is opposed to god it's opposed to the, the things of the spirit the, the things the flesh can't understand the things of the spirit and the things of this world are in opposition you know we're supposed to hate this world and the, the things in it um and i was just reading earlier today i was reading you know transfiguration and it was so amazing as prior last week i was reading um, what comes right after it this week i read it came right right before what I was reading, which is the transfiguration. Just so amazing that they went up and they saw Jesus, they saw Moses, they saw Elijah, and all the, the glory, you know, and Jesus in his glorified state pretty much, you know, we got to set up a, a tent, you know, for, you know, one for Moses and for Elijah, and and Jesus is saying, you know, like, like, you know, well, obviously, you know, God's voice comes in saying, you know, this is my son, listen to him. And just this miraculous encounter and the very next verse is they're trying to pray over this kid with, with uh, I think he had epilepsy, and they oh, couldn't heal him. Yeah. You know? And then Jesus is saying, you faithless, like they literally just saw him, and now they don't have faith for healing, like in the next verse. And he's calling them out, and he's saying, you faithless, you know, how long shall I be with you? And it's just yeah. amazing because it's, it's something that, you know, obviously, you know, and then Peter goes as far as to deny Jesus, and really what he's doing is he's denying himself. They're asking him, "Hey, you're with him," and he's like, "No, oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys." He's I don't denying know who he is. Yeah. yeah. And so it's the, it, the flesh can can never learn; it has to die, and it'll always if we think we can, you know, feed it and go back into these these ways of where we're we're, we're gratifying or we're comforting our flesh. All we're doing is is um, you know, allowing you know that part of ourselves to come back into into control and we're not you know allow beating it like paul did into submission continually yeah and um yeah it's just it's amazing to me that um that you're able to see jesus in his glorified state and then he's calling you out literally in the next verse for not having enough faith to see this, you know, epileptic kid heal, and then Jesus just heals him, and he says it was because yeah. your lack of faith. If you had faith yeah. in mustard seed, nothing would be impossible. Like, they just saw Moses and Elijah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. No, you know the Bible yeah. does not hold back on. It, it, it's encouraging in a way because we all do that. Oh, you know? dude. We all yeah. see these miracles, 
and then we go back and we it's the journey of faith really it's the war of, of of faith and it's continually coming back to that place where we know his goodness you know we lean out on our understanding we acknowledge him in all of our ways and he will direct our path and it's Dude. just like yeah well that's the ver- even, yeah, yeah i think even like uh like you can get a revelation of god's provision right Okay, let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was a young Christian, I would read like things like you're talking about, like Mount of Transfiguration, and they go down, and they can't heal the boy. And he's like, it's because of your lack of faith. And you're like, what? And I was like, gosh, what a bunch of losers. You know, like, <laughs> just like in my youth, like I totally yeah. wouldn't do that. But yeah. it's interesting because you can get a revelation about something. It's a whole other thing to then apply that revelation to your current situation. So yeah. I could get a revelation of, and, you know, when I was in missions and YWAM, had to trust God with a lot of crazy stuff, uh, big finances, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'd have these great times with the Lord of just like, whoa, man, like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm not even worried about it anymore. And then you go out and you're faced with the situation where you need to apply that newfound revelation into that circumstance of, okay, well, hang on is God a provider or is he not a provider? Because if he is, then I should trust him. If he's not, he's lying and his script, his scripture is lying. And of course he's not lying, but you still met with the discomfort of your flesh wanting to be like, do not trust him. Whatever you do, don't trust God. Try and take this into your own hands, which is what Satan is always trying to get us to do. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 And it's sneaky because it, it comes often in you know ways that are so it, they, they can seem seem good and they could seem um they could seem like they make sense you know um i i look at you know it's just it, it's it's everywhere when you realize that the the opportunity of of it's you really re- you really have to set your eyes on him solely to be able to get that perspective and to hear from him and to have that revelation of seeing things actually because it's it's everywhere and so it, that's why you, you see so jesus says he, his eyes scan you know he's looking for someone of faith you know when the son of man returns will he really find faith yeah and so to know that that to really he's asking that question knowing that it's rare knowing that it's precious you know something that's precious like that is is not as it's not commonplace really right it's then everything else really is the opposite yeah you know and yeah. so it's prevalent throughout the church it's prevalent everywhere and and if we're open and we admit that we admit that instead of you know like so many areas of the church we almost stand on like okay well this is a doctrine of why this this person either isn't healed or this thing isn't yeah. taking place yeah trying and to make sense to, of it and yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. really like aren't moving in authority when we're doing that. We're not taking the authority Christ given us. And it's almost like we're just staying in this perspective. You know, I had heard that, you know, Johnny Enla was talking about like a lot of people uh, have this, this, this kind of belief that, you know, like, well, you know, the end's going to come anyways. And so everything's going down the tube. So why really, yeah, even, fatalistic. Just, just get me out of here, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like a fatalistic mindset. Yeah, and I just, I just don't see that in the gospel. I don't see, no matter if he is, like he's saying, do the work, you know, do the work. You know, the harvest is white, you know, and it's, yeah. it, it requires something of us that both through faith, both through through actual labor, but but, but it takes that being endued with his spirit, mm-hmm. you know, getting filled with him, taking that time like Jesus did, taking that time like like you know even paul did you know how long was he in preparation before he walked into ministry but like taking that time really like preparing and knowing the war we're in walking out in faith knowing that we have authority over it moving in in power you know when you look at the harvest when you look at you know it says the harvest is white but you know we're kind of in harvest season right now it's work it's work even when you have the harvest it's work and there's work to be done i mean if i'm you know i'm looking at a grapevine right now Whoever is going to have to come out here and, and, you know, pick these grapes, it's going to be labor. It's going to be work. It's going to be work. Even if you have, you know, you know, a miracle take place, you still yeah. have to, 
you can't yeah. grow weary. You can't grow weary in, right. in well doing. You have to. Well, yeah, and the, the 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 vine. It's around harvest time right now too for grapevines, yeah. and so it's like the vines are ripe, right, uh, with good fruit, but it yeah. still takes work. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, I don't, you know, we, we have, we have, I grew up, you know, we had this pecan tree and any, you know, it, awesome to have pecans. It's great to have your own uh-huh. nuts. But dude, I didn't, did not like when, you know, my mom <laughs> told me to go pick pecans or whatever that was, you know, in the orchard. Yeah. I did not want to have to go do that work. I mean, you got to like pick it and you got to, you know, crack it and you got to do all of this work to get this fruit, you know? And that's just the reality that, you know, it's, you can't do it on your own. You need the spirit. You need God's, you know, power infused with you to really be, you know, you know, doing it along with him. But, but it's not like, it's not like it's, his burden is light. His yoke is easy when yeah. you do it with him, uh-huh. but it's still work. It's yeah. still work. And you still yeah. have to, you still have to, um, deny yourself, deny the flesh, do these things. And that's how we win the war. We can't sit back and, and just say, Jesus, be me out of here. And the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Anyways, yeah. that's not the role that we've been placed here. You know, I was talking with this guy at the gym in the sauna yesterday. And I just, the first thing I asked him, like just starting a conversation from him, it's like, Hey, do you know why you're alive? <laughs> and I just, I love, you know, just finding different ways. Just go to for just, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, and he's like, huh, you mean like from a religious standpoint? And I was like, just however you want to take it. He's like, well, you know, I, I guess God. And, and then I kind of started talking to him and he kind of had that perspective of, you know, when I was younger, I was really on fire for God. But now, you know, I'm a little older and I just kind of think, you know, I'll just try to be good and, you know, just kind of relax and just kind of chill out. And, you know, it's just so many people's perspectives, I find, especially where it's easy and you're not going to be persecuted for even being a Christian. I mean, Mm -hmm. people in these other countries that are getting killed for their faith, they know that when it says that in Scripture, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That word kill really means kill. We might get killed for believing this, for for just simply believing this, having a Bible and reading this. And, and, you know, it's just, it's a... it's a, it's a revelation that is lost in so many ways, but I find that if we, those that can get it, can step up um, and continue to show it. You know, I came to faith from a Todd White video. Nice. I, just, I saw uh, a revelation. I saw someone walking out something in a, ha- in a practical way, and I was like, I was moved by it. You know, I grew up in the church. But it took me seeing someone really walking in that authority, really walking in. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. where that, that's where that. we need more of that. Yeah. We and do. that's that's where we're going to see his hand move because he's not going to come. It says he's going to come for a bride that's already prepared themselves, you know? And right. So, so yeah. I, that's something that I've talked to people who are like, you know, their eschatology is, oh, Jesus is coming any second. I said, yeah. Scripture also says that it's not going to have any spot. The bride's not going to be spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Can you yeah. honestly say, <laughs> yeah. can you honestly yeah. say, and I'm not poo-pooing anybody's eschatology. No. All I'm saying is, can you honestly say that that is the case of the body of Christ? Not no. yet. And obviously, there's, so much more. there's more a difference be between like perfect. Yeah. We're only going to be made perfect you know, when, yeah. you know, once we've passed on to glory, yeah. in glory. But but i can honestly say you know i i i would say even in the last couple of years man i've seen leaps and bounds of growth within the body yeah. of christ i think so, so too so i like god can expedite so that process you know yeah um yeah but the thing i love ben about you and even what your brother's going through and and just this whole thing is i talk a lot about um you know because there's a lot of christians that are being positioned by the lord or they feel this prompting like man like yeah. I keep like, I want to live a cush life or a cozy life, but there's this other thing. There's this like, I'm missing a wall on the side of my house. You know, God has ripped it off and I, I can, it's getting a little breezy and, yeah. and realizing like there is a discomfort that comes from not walking in the fullness yeah. that God has for you. There is yeah. an absolute discomfort. I've lived it. Yeah. Um, and 
um, the thing I love is uh, obviously we bring on people who are, you know, some of them have long established ministries, but we bring a lot of people who are currently in process of walking stuff out. And I do that number one, because the Lord has prompted me to do it that way. Cause I am myself in that same place. But, um, I, I want to encourage you as the listener, like to, to take idealism and throw it out the window and just be obedient to God. Don't, don't get locked in on something and not doing something because you've worked this ideal of going, well, it doesn't look like this. And I don't have, I have this idea for a movie. I got a dream. I got a dream and I got this idea for a movie. It's called dream, but God, I don't see all these financiers just showing up to my door wanting to give me millions of dollars. Uh, so it must not be you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there's actually been, like you were saying, there's fruit, but it takes work, yeah. you know? And, yeah. um, and so that's yeah. something I love about you, Ben is, is just your process and, and your transparency in this process. Something mm-hmm. that I really resonate with. Cause that's how I, I live as well. Of just, I don't pretend to be arrived at a, pl- a certain place. I'm very mm-hmm. in the moment talking about that process. And I think it's so important because of what you were talking about earlier of like the Todd White video, this dude's walking it out, man. He's in process. He's walking it out, you know, yeah. and seeing that power demonstrated or seeing that motion, yeah. right? It's the difference between if you had, if you're in the, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're thirsty, you're dying of thirst. What would you rather have a stagnant, nasty pond of motionless water or a, a, a flowing stream? Right. right. The la- you know, yeah. the latter. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we want to be that in our lives. We want to model that yeah. uh, for other, other believers. So. Yeah. And there's there's different ways to know, you know, you know, people feel like there might be some people now that are kind of torn between the two on what it is that they think is is right for them to do and that which god calls them to because you know ambition and calling are not always synonymous and so someone could really feel ambitious about something and see that this this yeah this would be good but at the end end result it doesn't end up glorifying god it doesn't end up being ultimately what um, will bring him most glory and yet this thing over here, this is the, the calling. This is, And sometimes, you know, people are called to live in service and just simply, you know, you know, it's not always like glitz and glamour. And, and honestly, like, that's what's so amazing about the kingdom is that it flips upside down. You know, it's like God does not value someone who's making a movie or someone who's got a big ministry any more above someone who's working at, you know, a fast food restaurant. Right. Like, in yeah. fact, the kingdom is, you know, those who are the least will be the greatest, you know. And so it's just, it's, it's something that where you, you have to really, you have to really kind of examine, like, is what I'm doing um, my own ambition or is this really where God's calling me to do and to, to, to hit the brakes, to wait, to, to ask those questions, present whatever you're doing before the Lord. Because I find that for me personally, if I don't do that, I could spend a year, I could spend months, I could spend a lot of time um, doing something God's not breathing on. Yeah. Um, but yet I feel, it could even be the gift that, that God's given me, yeah. but it's not the, the, the time. The Timing is so important. You know, even what's taken place in this last year, if I did not focus my timing on, you know, pressing in and really seeking God on these different things and being aware and being, you know, seeking wisdom, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now even, you know, and certain things just wouldn't take place. And so everything we do is so important. Everything we do has a purpose. Everything we do matters. Um, And when we realize that, it's like, whoa, it's like, okay, God, well, then what do you want me to do? Because if what I'm doing matters, then I really want to make sure that I'm doing the thing you want me to do. Hmm. And so... It's uh We're good. And it always leads it always leads to glorifying him when you do that. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter if, you know, a hundred people see it, if a million people see it, he sees it. Uh-huh. And it ends up glorifying him. It ends up glorifying you and glorifying him in your intimate relationship with him, which at the end of the day is the most important thing. Yeah, um, that which that which only he sees. And so, um yeah, I just really sense that like there are people that are uh, you know kind of 
in a place where maybe you know certain people uh, the opportunities presented themselves and you really want to press in towards that which you feel um, sure of that he is glorified in sure of that 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 you are in alignment with with selflessly his will and you're out of the picture yeah know? courageous got to be courageous yeah. courageous to deny your your flesh of just like hey don't don't do anything no we're comfortable just stay there so yeah. actually i'm i want to talk about an update on the dream film yeah but typically i have people pray right at the end i'm gonna have you actually pray now about what okay. you were just talking about I'm, yeah. i want you to pray for people yeah well i just bless everyone right now god that feels complacent that doesn't feel uh like they have a strong direction right now god they feel kind of in between they feel like there's something off they feel like there's something that's not just just the straight go ahead the straight go ahead the confidence just to move forward they feel as if as if um there's something missing there's like kind of what what, what jeff just said you know there's a wall missing in the house mm -hmm. And I just sense right now, God, that you would just bring alignment. You would just bring focus back to that which is the first love, which is you, Christ, you, Jesus. And you would give them the, the word, that you would breathe on your word for them, God, of a direct calling back to their first love into alignment with that which is you, that which glorifies you, God, right now. I just sense right now. Someone's just receiving peace over their situation right now. And things are coming into focus, coming into alignment to where you know what you're called to do. And whatever that is that's distracting you, whatever that is, that relationship, whatever it is that that uh, that um, that which seems good, that which seems right, it would just, just shake that out of the way. That's not for right now. You know what God's calling you to do. You know what God has for you. When you search your heart and you search your heart in the depths of, of your soul, in the dead of night even, you know what God's calling you to do and what is right, what is true. And, and whatever it is that you're unsure about cannot shake what you know you are sure about, which you know that it is true, that what you know is your firm foundation. And so I just bless that, that endeavor, whatever that is, that calling, that road forward that God is paving. And you have to trust Him. You have to trust Him in the midst of everything. You could have seen Him transfigured at one point, but if you're not continually pressing in, and continually leaning out on your understanding, continually denying your flesh, trusting in Him, and he, letting Him direct your steps. You have to do that. You have to do that to be able to see the, the goodness of God. You have to do that to be able to see Him rightly. And, and when, when you do do that, and you stand firm, and you endure, you endure through the storm, through the trial, you will see that He is faithful. You will see that He is true. You will see His hand miraculously moving. And you would continue to walk in in his in his glory, mm -hmm. and, and and what the reality is of what Jesus paid for, and you have to hold on to those moments many times. You have to hold on to that. Hold on to those those moments where you know that he is good and that he has shown up and he's proven you wrong, and you've proved you you've proven that he is right in many other people's situations. And so I just thank you, God, right now for those moments and that we would hold on to him. And we would know that you are doing a work, God. You are doing a work in our midst right now. And even if we can't see it, you know, you're working, you're moving. And we just thank you, God. We thank you, God. We know that anxiety and gratitude cannot cohabit the same place, God. But you are doing something. And you are stirring up your body. And you're raising up an army right now. And so I just thank you for that right now, God. You would bless those people with that truth. In Jesus' holy name. Mm. Amen. All right. Dream. Give us the details. How is everything going? What are you currently doing? I would imagine yeah. raising more money. Yeah. Like well, right. Yeah. Right now we do have a good, uh, we've had, you know, praise report. We've had some seed investment, um, on, on the project. So we are, uh, in the process of, uh, finalizing, um, these, these partnerships with these, uh, particular investors that will kind of divulge more on, um, later, but um, yeah, it's just been a miraculous um, orchestration of God through it all, and um, we're now at a, a stage where we are going to, we are, you know, pretty much set to where we're going to, there's no other option where we're going to be making this film, 
Um, we were set to be making it um, in the spring. Once we, you know, get through with uh, several different things, we're kind of coming into the stage right now because there's a strike going on in SAG within yes. the, the, the film industry. So yeah. um, we're awaiting our, our waivers to be able to, um, uh, you know, have the project go forward. And so yeah, that, that you do have some SAG actors involved, I would imagine, or yeah. people that, yeah. Yes, yes. And, and, and for theatrical distribution, you know, you have to have those different things in place if you're looking to get a distribution deal to be able to present your film and to, you know, theaters. And so, um, yeah, we're in that stage right now where we're just really pressing in. I ask people to pray as we make choices on particular roles that we're going to be casting and, you know, different other investors that are going to come on board um, as we pray and, and, and press in on, on those different partnerships and, um, you know, just using wisdom as we move forward and using this project to both bless um, these ministries and these organizations that are doing this work and then just to give you know the world uh, amazing film to be able to be, be wit beholding and witnessing. We really believe that this is going to be just like you know blowing anything Hollywood's doing right now out of the water. Um, yeah. I don't care how I don't care you know wh what it is that they're working on, whatever it is that they're working on. I just know that God's going to be yeah. you know blowing whatever that is. Well, with, with and honestly, we're doing dude, out of the water here. movies have gotten so expensive unnecessarily yeah. in my opinion yeah. i'm like not every movie needs to be 200 million dollars calm down right. you know yeah. like uh and it's like money pumping money into something does not equate to it being good and yeah. i think that disney and other uh, dc or warner brothers um have had flop after flop after flop and these are movies that have had like triple digit million dollar budgets you know what i'm saying and yeah so i think that um I, i'm so i'm so yeah. i'm so ready for it you know yeah and I'm, and so yeah. at the same time we are you know we we are getting investments so what i mean by is we're definitely going is we have options now but i still we're still moving forward with wanting people to be able to partner with it from a, a just a pure generosity standpoint because whatever it is percentage wise that we're able to raise through that method is going to be translating to box office percentages going towards these organizations yeah, come on. and then obviously at the end of our film we're going to be shouting out and we're going to be directing people towards how to partner with these That's organizations sweet. and the work that they're doing yeah. but if we are able to have some substantial portion that is not investor related but is purely out of just being able to hold aside a percentage towards the actual actual organizations that would be amazing especially if the film does incredibly well because you know then that whatever that that is that people are giving is multiplied and yeah i just really believe man a lot of these films coming out they have all the right stuff they have the right actors they might even have mm -hmm. the, the cool concept of the you know the the uh, you know uh great director attached but i just find that that there is just if it's not if god's not breathing on it it's not it's not a it's not giving life, man, and that's what people need right now. They need these stories that are, they have that that untold element, you know, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, 2 plus two, 2, 2 plus 2 can't equal 4, you know, like 1 plus 1 can't equal 2, it's got to equal 3, you know. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's God breathing on, on whatever that is, and I just sense that in this, and I've worked on many projects, many screenplays, and probably, you know, our right up there with a lot of the other screenplays. This screenplay was actually, you know, you know, being kind of taught it as something that could be directed by like the director of Dune and, um, uh, you know, the guy that did Hell or High Water, you know? Um, yeah. but, but, um, if God isn't moving on something at a given point in time, and we see that throughout history, you know, look, look at the passion, you know, how many movies were made about Jesus? How many movies were made about these, you know, you know, war films, but there's these, there's these, there's these uh, moments in time and that God really breathes on something. And I yep. felt that when I first saw Braveheart, when I first saw, you know, the passion, and there's, these, there's something different and it's, it's something you can't almost put your finger on. Mm -hmm. And so I just sense that with this. And so I'm just so like honored to be a part of it and continually just being like reinvigorated um, yeah. with just the, the reality. And I know that <laughs> a year from now, when it's all said and done, I'm going to look back and be like, man, like, <laughs> like it went by too fast, you know, yeah. but, but I mean, all the but doors yeah. that are going to open though, I think that's yeah. it is like when we step out and we're obedient, Yeah. you know, I was saying to you backstage that, you know, you were like, man, this like rescue is crazy. And I said, 
I said, all of this became possible because you stepped down. And I said, yeah. a year from now, a couple of years from now, you're going to look back and be like, there is never in my wildest dreams. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the promise we have when we're following God it, yeah. is it presents. And I'm not talking just like, Oh man, I'm making millions of dollars or, Oh man, I'm, I'm just saying that God does stuff when you step out in obedience and you look back at these moments where you look back and you reflect and you go, never in my wildest dreams. Yeah. Like I would have never imagined I would be where I am right now. You know, and for me, yeah. And for me, the thing is always like, I want to be that person though, that believes before seeing, you know, Jesus said, blessed is he who believes before he sees, you know? Right. Um, and yeah. so like, I always have that picture of like, you know, like wanting to be, you know, when I, when I, you know, meet my, you know, Lord and get to that point where, you know, you know, well done, my good faithful servant, you know, I really want to be able to look back and say, have him saying, you know, yeah, yeah, you believe me. You, you, you knew I was going to do it before it yeah. happened, you know? You were and my so, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so just having that perspective is, is so key, I find, and just yeah. having vision, having vision before mm -hmm. something takes place. Yeah. And, and believing, believing big, believe, knowing that it's man that puts the limits on us. It's not God. It's ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's each other. We put the limits. He, he says continually, nothing will be impossible for you. And we come up with doctrines of why certain things are impossible. <laughs> we do it to ourselves. God's yeah. not doing it. God's yeah. doing the miraculous. God's doing more than we can even imagine, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, I just encourage you too. I heard you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you got your own gift of, of what is it yeah. you do? You do, uh, you're in it. Well, I'm, I'm not a, yeah, no, I'm working on a short film, an animation short film, uh, which is not, not my, uh, not my strong suit. Um, I'm not an animator by trade. Uh, I, I love live action, but I just had an idea. And when you get ideas, and they do not leave you. Usually that's a good indicator that you're like, okay, I got to do this. And so I think that it's important. I was telling Illumination backstage that I think everything we do, and I'll speak from a creative standpoint, but this also can apply to whatever God is asking you to do, is it is normal and okay to feel like nervous and to feel honestly like I, I, I hate to use the word fear, especially when God is doing something, but there's a recognition that this is bigger than you and that it's going to require growth as you do it. And I think so often we can get into this place and I can, I know with myself, I was this way and get into this place where all of a sudden you're like, uh, all of a sudden you're like, I, I need to be a certain way in order for things to happen. I'm speaking as a creative, but this applies to all different avenues where it's like god is asking you to do something and you feel this like oh man that's a i don't know how this thing's gonna play out uh but you know it's god and so you step out in faith and so you feel that like man this is like a big thing um yeah. and so any creative venture that i've gone into has challenged me in some way and made me i get that feeling of just like oh man like this isn't this is uh, some growth is going to happen when I do yeah. this. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do you do, you do uh, what is it like anime? No, it's like stop motion animation is, is oh. what I'm doing. It's a, oh, anime. right on. Yeah. So it's very time consuming. And again, yeah. I'm not an animator by trade. So yeah. having to like learn a lot and, you know, you get two, two hours deep in a shot and you decide yeah. this isn't actually good enough. So then you redo it, you know, it's, so it's, Dude, I, I can't imagine. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how people do that. So is that is that uh, something you might see yourself doing like a show with? or No, not with this no. specifically. Um, no. I've decided with stop motion. I love that. I love that that animation style. Yeah. But I and I don't mind animating small little stints, you know, like a minute clip or two minutes. Um, I, but I have other ideas but I want to hire an animator to do it because mm, okay, I yeah, love yeah. like I'll design the sets. I'll design props. I love, I'm very involved yeah. with that stuff and storyboarding and all that. But yeah. I, this, the animation process, it takes a certain type of person and I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, but yeah, you're more like Walt. Yeah. You yeah. hire the animator. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
hire the yeah. animators they'll take care of it so um, right yeah so ben yeah. uh obviously in the link in the, there's a link in the description uh for under stuff we talked about to your torch which is um it's a vimeo link so if anybody hasn't seen the concept it's, it's like a like a trailer but it has a bunch of other scenes from the movie as well yeah. starring you oh yeah uh yeah. but um really well done and it really sets a good tone quality wise but also visually uh for people uh to kind of see what you guys are going for um so the link is there and then if people want to get further involved can they go to dreamfilm.us is that a good place Correct. yeah and now we actually have some amazing uh, merch as well Woo! um some really cool shirts that people can buy and, and um portion of those those are going towards uh well 100 percent of it's going towards the, the, the working on on the project but portion of it is going towards um these rescue operations that we're coming into partnership with now and so yeah it's uh it's dreamfilm.us watch you know the trailers on there now um and see the message and see kind of uh the heart behind what we're doing here with this film and so yeah i just encourage people to go there and support and help build the dream yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about all right ben well we'll have you back and next time we'll get your brother on as well yes yes yeah it's so good to see you guys god bless you guys have an amazing day absolutely so everybody that's our show have a blessed tuesday tune in wednesday we've got victoria sosa back and i haven't talked to her in a while so i'm very excited she's currently pregnant very exciting uh, we're gonna be talking about all kinds of good stuff so tune in tomorrow 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time with victoria sosa love you okay, bye. this has been elijah fire thanks for listening for more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.